0: Canadian Convoy Rockin' through the night We got this Canadian Convoy Can't see a beautiful sight Come and join our Canadian Convoy Ain't nothing getting in our way Come on and join our Canadian Convoy You would know something you would
1: say Hey everybody, it's Chris here from the Whistle Stop Cafe in Mir, Alberta. I am in Ottawa as you can see. I just want to do a real quick live here. This would be a short one. I have a question for you. So, if I told you that there was a peaceful protest going on right now in Coots, um thousands of trucks, tens of thousands of people involved standing up for the rights and freedoms, how would you feel about that? I see a lot of hearts. If I told you that last night, uh health services, the RCMP, other emergency services, the Federal Health Authority, and uh, all sorts of other flashy lights people set up in a farmer's field near Coots. How would you feel if I told you that right now they're heading down there to deal with that protest? Start enforcement. I don't know if that's actually happening. Um, I'm not there, but people are sending me information about this kind of stuff. So I just want to ask you how that makes you feel how does it make you feel that when you protest in this country you go to jail maybe you don't like me you don't like that people uh help me fundraise to buy my restaurant uh so that i could keep fighting ahs maybe you don't like my toque but how do you feel that protesters get arrested in this country peaceful protesters pastors and not just one pastor four that i know of how would you feel knowing that the ottawa police service The Ottawa chief of police has lied to the city of Ottawa. The mayor has lied to the people in Ottawa and told them this is a violent protest. And they've used those lies to um, abuse the law so that they can force people who they don't want to debate out of their town. How would you feel if I told you that these truckers haven't even been asked to leave? And I know, because I'm one of the truckers. I drove a truck here, I'm parked on uh, Kent Street. How would you feel if I told you that not one trucker that I know of has got a parking ticket even? And yet, they had a massive show of force at one of the staging areas that supports this demonstration. How'd you feel if I told you that there was families in those trucks um, where those cops came to seize fuel uh, and arrest people? And it's come to my attention that those who got arrested got arrested because they didn't have ID on them. They've been released, no charges were laid, and there's some police that are under investigation for uh, code of conduct, conduct on becoming an officer. How would you feel if I told you that the media was continuing to push the narrative that this is a violent protest and people are getting intimidated and threatened and bullied, but they failed to report on the intimidation, the bullying, the discrimination, the segregation, at the hands of our federal and provincial governments. How does that make you feel? I learned a long time ago that this, this movement, this freedom movement, has nothing to do with facts or data or anything like that or statistics because no matter how much of that you put out there, people don't seem to, they don't seem to listen. They don't want to listen to it. Their hearts are hardened to the truth. They're living in fear. How'd you feel if I told you that you don't have to live in fear? This isn't about statistics or data. This is about changing people's hearts, getting back to a place where, as Canadians, we can accept each other and uh, go about our lives without this constant, constant overarching fear at the hands of our government. A lot of hearts on that one. Now, here's the million dollar question. How would you feel if I told you that this could end today? enough people stand up and use their voices and take it to the streets in peace in love and compassion this could end today if we showed our governments at every level that we're not backing down we refused to participate in a segregated society that lives in fear if we showed them that we could end this today so that's my question for you how do you feel and what are you gonna do about it Anyway. I gotta go. Um, Some people over there need hugs. Love you all.
2: It's Carrie from the Whistler Cafe. Jess, Chris, there you go. We're right in front of the Parliament Building. I think Chris just did a live, but I'm doing a live here. We have uh, Benita Peterson, who's our uh, MC today. She's from All Fired Up in Edmonton, and she's introducing Chris. So I thought I would uh, at least start that and give you guys a bit of a heads up. I'm working the uh, the uh, DJ booth thing again here, different setup. It's like you gotta be flexible no matter what you do here today, or this week, or this month, this year, but I gotta turn the camera around again and uh, we'll listen from Benita. pass this off to Jess, so if she falls down or something, it's not me, it's totally Jess. Jess's fault. Well, I could have done that. I want you to walk up. I'm off going. From- oh, okay. You
0: want something from me. I'm
1: sorry. Woo! Thing I've been trying really, really hard to give people the proper information uh, to make lots of feedback to the speakers. I've been trying to, to get the truth out there. Right from the day I opened my restaurant, it was... There was a lot of people who came up to me with all these different ways that I could win against the government. So I've heard it all. I've met them all. I've shaken everybody's hand. I have a very good idea about how this kind of thing works now and the path that we have to take to uh, force the government to give us our freedoms back that they had no right to take in the first place. Now I'm going to speak a little bit of truth today, and there's some people that are probably going to be very offended. I'll probably get trashed on Facebook, but I really don't give a crap. The only thing I care about is that I do what I can to achieve the goal that we all have here, which is to be free to make our own choices, as we're intended to. So yesterday, you heard from a group of doctors who have stuck their necks out and spoken up and spoken out as to what's going on with the with the vax and with the restrictions and that kind of thing. What did they say about COVID? Anybody? Was anybody here yesterday? It's over! It's over. They told you it's over. Yes. Paul Alexander told you that the vaccines have failed, right? Now, I'm not going to speak on that today because if i do that i'll be cancelled like every other time but what i am going to tell you is that after those doctors went up on that stage to speak about this and after men like brian peckford took the time out of their day to meet with me and explain to me what my rights and freedoms were under the documents that bear his signature after all of that somebody came up on this stage and in my opinion they disrespected that (coughs) they told you COVID isn't real. They told you our constitution isn't real. Our charter isn't real. And I don't believe that one bit. Neither do many, most of the people here. We're here standing under the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Claiming our rights that aren't given to us, but they're ours. So that's, that was the true part. Those rights are ours, we own them. They're given to not even given to us, we're born with them. All those pieces of paper are, they documents That our government is basically saying, we recognize that you have these rights and freedoms. They don't own us. us. So don't let anybody tell you that you can, that, that these documents mean nothing, that they're worthless. As a Canadian, I find that very offensive. Because those documents are what have made Canada, Canada, for what is it, 150 some odd years. Yes, it has. Yes, you're absolutely right. So my message today is to remind you to stay on the straight and narrow. Don't be distracted when somebody comes up to you and says, well, you can just do a citizen's arrest on a police officer because they're violating your rights. How's that gonna turn out for you? Right? You need to ask yourself, what of these things that you hear because you're gonna hear a lot of things from a lot of different people on this stage or in the crowd. What's plausible and what's probable? And you have to use your own heads and decide which which path you're gonna take. Are you gonna stand up as free men and women and stand up and speak out, or are you gonna be distracted by all this other stuff that's gonna end you up in front of a judge and in a jail cell? And I don't have a problem with going to jail again. I don't want to, but I will. I'll continue to do this for as long as I have to do, If they want to lock me up in jail for being here, I guess they're going to do that. I'm on probation right now, believe it or not. I'm on probation because I held a protest at my restaurant. I was arrested for protesting what the government is doing. In Canada, that's what we have. We have our voices. I've said a bunch of times in the past that the most powerful thing in the universe is sound. The universe was spoken into existence and the sounds that we make and the words that we say can change the world. Even the tone of our voice, it can change those around us. It's extremely important to stand up and speak out. But it's not all roses. Sometimes when you do that, you're going to be harassed by an authority, you're going to be thrown in jail, you're going to get fines, you're going to get tickets. Should that stop us? Should we be upset with those that are giving us those tickets? Yeah, no. We can be upset, but we need to be respectful. And as Benita said, everybody that's involved with this movement, this monumental historical movement, they all believe in respect, compassion, and love. And that's how we act to people when, when they try and, they try and silence us for our views. They tell us that our opinions are unacceptable. Our views are unacceptable. We respectfully say, I'm not going to say it. (laughs) It But we can't let we can't let anything distract us. This movement, this is about encouraging other Canadians. It's about using your voices, using your social media, using whatever mechanism you have to encourage those around you. And I love that idea Benita had about sending someone a text saying you're thinking about it. That's important. Because right here, right now, I'm speaking to people who largely agree with what we're doing here. But this has become bigger than that. Yes, now, our audience needs to move out of this group. Has anybody ever heard me do a, a, a speech where I speak about people being radios? Wow. See? Social media doesn't go as far as you think. So in the early 30s, 40s, there was a man who convinced an entire country to discriminate segregate and hate against members of that country his name was hitler we all know who he is we all know how that went and though and one of the ways he was able to accomplish that is he got into everybody's homes he subsidized radios for everybody in germany so everybody had a radio and he used those radios day after day after day to put a message into their homes of fear they had to fear this group they're diseased they need to be segregated And he changed an entire country, for the worse. So we can take a lesson from that, and not let history repeat itself, by becoming those radios ourselves. Because in Canada today, I don't have the luxury of being able to go on a radio station and say my message. Because my message doesn't agree with the government, and the government says, if you have a message contrary to ours, you can't operate on the FM waves, as the CRTC says. The CRTC blocks people like me from from giving my opinion to too many people. So how do we get around that? Do we go to CTV or Global News or CBC? Where are they? In the back alley. We can try. The Ottawa Suns here right now, that's awesome. They will report on this, but oftentimes they'll pick one flag or two flags out of millions of people. And that's what they show Canada. And they call us white supremacists and terrorists. Now to combat that, every person in this crowd, all of your friends, everybody who's like-minded with us, everybody who supports these truckers and supports freedom in general, you all need to become the radios spreading this message of love, compassion, and freedom all around you. So wherever you go, if you go into a business, have a dialogue with them. If you're you're downtown and there's a business that's open, that's braving this this hateful and violent crowd and, and earning some money, have a conversation with them. And then go a little bit further. Tell people on the street, if you see a group of people walking towards you, and maybe they're wearing masks, maybe they're not, not a book of masks, I've noticed that some people look at me with fear in their eyes. And I've tried to stop and take some time to speak with these people. And it's been a success. I had a conversation with a fella down the road here. He was talking to the police, asking the police why we haven't been arrested yet. Get these people out of our town, they're violent, they're hateful, they're extremists. So I let him finish his conversation with the police and I had a conversation with him myself. And he was under the impression that we didn't have anything backing this movement. He didn't even know that we have world-renowned virologists and pathologists and immunologists that are saying the science supports the truckers didn't know that and if the people that aren't with us if they don't have that information how can they make a good decision as to how to view us so that's where the hard work comes in all of us we need to start speaking to people wherever we're at I read an article I can't remember who it was maybe Emma Jackson or something like that but she was talking about how the right is winning now because they're meeting people where they're at and I don't believe in a right or a left I believe in humanity and people, that's it because I'm sure there's people from both all political spectrums here today, but what she said was the right, actually said the alt-right is winning because they're meeting people where they're at, and that's true. When you take time out of your day to have a conversation face to face with somebody, that is the biggest impact you can make. I have a Facebook following of something like 95,000 people. And I believe in my heart that it's more important to have face-to-face conversations where you can explain your position, you can shake a hand. And I'll tell, I'm going to tell you how I started that conversation, you can do whatever you like. But the, the first thing I asked is, is there anything about this movement, this demonstration that you enjoy? Sorry, I'm losing my voice. I said, is there any common ground that we have here that we can start a conversation on? And he said, well, yeah, that's kind of cool. But he he already thinks he's free. So we couldn't start there. So I asked him, is there any common ground that we have as men that we can have a conversation? I can explain to you my views and and listen to yours. And we had that conversation. It was amazing. And when he left, my, my words to him were, if you really want to know what's going on, come down here. Listen to the people that are speaking. Go to the truckers and ask them why they're here face to face get the information right from the horse's mouth because that information it can't be spun by the media it can't be used for a political agenda or purpose it's man-to-man woman-to-woman whatever heart-to-heart another thing that I've said and I realized a while ago is that we're not going to change people's minds with data and statistics or even facts It's not working people's hearts are hardened to the truth right now and they're hardened because they're fearful because they've been told to be fearful and The only way those people can be reached is with compassionate Conversations that start with common ground in the place where you're at in the place where they're at That's it I'm sure I had more to talk about, but I can't remember what it was now. Anyway, thank you all very much for listening. I know that's not the exciting, we're going to do this and win conversation that you hear a lot of, but this is the truth for me, that we need to start meeting people where they're at, having heart-to-heart conversations, and winning over hearts so that we can win over their minds. me again, Chris from the Whistle Stop Cafe in Mir, Alberta, and I am also the chairman of the board for an organization called WS Full Steam Ahead. I have a very quick ask for you today. I'm not asking you for something, I'm asking you to help me. If you are from Ottawa and you know of a business in the downtown area that has been severely affected by the restrictions and what's going on right now, a business that's open and trying to recover from this stuff, please let me know share a short story about what they've gone through. Um, I want to go and meet them and do what I can as an individual to help them out by purchasing their products. So please feel free to share that in the comments here. Um, I'll check it from time to time and I will do my best to visit these businesses and uh, uh, shake some hands and say thank you. Thank you. Hey everybody, it's Chris here from the Whistlestop Cafe in Mir Alberta. I am in Ottawa with the... Uh, greeny yellow coats and we just came upon an interesting thing here so some strange things going on in Ottawa and I didn't see it so we're gonna let this fella speak to you on what he just saw. So who are you?
3: Hey guys my name is Dane so I was just bringing some coffees and uh, some food through there was a gentleman with a gas can he was charging my phone for me he was cold he was just trying to get some fuel in to fuel up his truck We were told by the justice system today that the police are no longer supposed to arrest anybody for bringing in fuel or supplies. The man was just trying to fuel his truck. A whole bunch of OPP along with some other officers, Ottawa Police came. They picked up the gentleman, arrested him, uh, took him against his will. They uh, would not provide any names or badge numbers. I asked them, there's multiple videos of it, me asking them simply for names and badge numbers. They would not supply anything. All they would show is OPP on the shoulder and told me basically that's all they need to give. I I, assur- I told them that this guy's cold. We just need food, freedom. They don't care. They walked away. They're all not even masked. And, you know, they just treated the guy like nothing. He's gone. His girlfriend's alone in the truck now with no fuel. She's cold and she has nowhere to
1: go. So let me get this straight. The OPP who had a fight with the province over vaccine mandates for them and won and are now exempt from vaccine mandates are are arresting people who are fighting so that they don't have to be subject to vaccine mandates.
3: Unfortunately, it would appear that way. This gentleman was doing nothing wrong besides trying to bring a gas can. He was super peaceful, super happy. Uh, he wasn't trying to hurt anybody. He just was cold. That's like, all he was was cold. He just wanted to get warm. He only had one can and, and he was just trying to keep him and his girlfriend warm.
1: Wow, that's interesting.
3: They wouldn't even provide his girlfriend with where they've taken him or who has taken him. So, do you know if this fella had uh, anything from a lawyer? Does he know who to call? He, I don't believe he does, but his wife is down in the vehicle over here. Maybe we could give her some information.
1: Okay, well, you know what? We're going to see if we can reach out to the city of Ottawa and the OPP to find out if there's. Uh, if we can get this guy a lawyer or something like that, but let's go. Thank, thanks for thank le- thanks for telling us that story. No, that's, thank
3: you so much.
1: Yeah, let's go. Let's go see if the OBP have anything to say. You're welcome. Thank you. So yeah, that's a pretty interesting story. And uh, I don't know. Do, do you guys have any comment on what just happened there? I didn't see what happened, so I can't. Oh come on, okay.
3: sir. You were right there. No,
1: no. Does, uh, is it? Am I allowed to walk with the jerry can, can right now? Your- Jerry can. Yeah, if I had a jerry can with fuel, could I bring it down here and fuel these guys up? We need to talk to the OPP service. So we're the OPP, we're keeping the peace right now, supporting
3: okay. the LLP service. Okay. LLP service is
1: your So you guys, if, if I'm carrying a jerry can and I go to fuel someone up, it's not you guys that would arrest me? I'm here to keep the peace and support the OPP service. The
3: fuel okay. is Why was he sir? surrounded by OPP? Why did OPP and Tristan arresting gentleman? We're simply bringing up a jerry can. Also, I asked many OPP for their names and badge numbers. Yes. Nobody would provide me with a name or badge number. Which is public. We have the right. The shoulder said, contact the OPP. If I'm I tell you my full name, name you should no tell me your number. full name or your badge. Right. Oh, here. It's what it is. Right. Yes, you've Red been great. Right. You've been great, but the other gentleman would not do that. There's multiple videos that we have of OPD officers yeah. not providing their yeah, hands. No, Absolutely, and we appreciate that. you. We... Um, I'm not saying you have done anything wrong, but a lot of members are your just... going No after. Immediately after, and there's multiple videos of me getting you guys while you're walking away. Asking you guys names and badge numbers. Well, Nobody would survive. I walk There's away. I walked here. I'm still standing there. There's lots of video. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't away. need their names and badge numbers. Absolutely, we need names and badge numbers. Yeah. Easily identify No, no. So but can but I just your job is to provide If
0: you stop me for an infraction and you ask for my information, I provide it to you, and I am not happy with the stop, Let's just say, which I would never do. what would you say to me, would you provide me with your information if I ask you for it? Sorry, I can't
3: hear. You. So, so, if I was a problem
0: with this
1: one, yeah, you're so here peacefully. The I was doing nothing, you, you guys. You so, that's, uh, that's pretty much the story. Somebody got arrested for. Somebody got arrested for supporting a person exercising their constitutional and charter right to protest. That's what happened. So we'll try and get some more details, and we'll get that back to you soon. But I want to remind you that these guys that are down here, um, I don't really think they're the problem. The problem is Chief Slowly and Mayor Jim Watson, who are directing these good men and women to do this stuff down here. um,
3: I don't know. They don't seem very happy about having to do this. So uh,
1: keep those phone calls, those emails, and those letters going to the city of Ottawa and to Jim Slowly.
3: Uh, yeah.
1: Not Jim Slowly. Chief Slowly.
3: they got watch they
1: can Hey yeah. Well, hello everybody. It's Chris here from the Whistle Stop Cafe in Mir, Alberta. And And it's Carrie also from the Whistle Stop Cafe in Mira, Alberta. Where are we? I have no idea. Undisclosed location. Top secret. We are in Ottawa, Ontario, and we are thoroughly enjoying this terrifying. Freedom, convoy, monumental occasion, this freedom movement, this uh, uniting of Canadians, this uh, largest, or Trudeau's truck stop. It's the largest bouncy, bouncy
2: bouncers on Wellington they've ever had in in the history of Ottawa.
1: Biggest block party, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, we're here in Ottawa. We're having a blast. It's a great time. Uh, You should come on down and join us and uh, see what Ottawa has to offer, especially in front of Parliament Hill. So tonight, I wanted to talk a little bit about something that Carrie's actually going to play on his phone, and we're going to listen to, and I'm going to comment on. So what's happened is the lady who's responsible for making sure the Ottawa Police have the resources they need, she's one of the councillors that sits on the board of the OPP, or the o- Ottawa Police Board, has requested 1000 800 personnel to come and deal with this demonstration. Now, the first question I have is if there was only 7,000 people <clears throat> on Saturday, 7,000, which would mean there's only about 100 people today, why are they asking for 1,800 personnel? So, there's the first point. The media is lying. There wasn't 7,000 people on Saturday. There's probably close to... A of a million.
2: Oh yeah, but Easily. they did say there was over 7,000.
1: Ah, they did, so they so, weren't lying. Yes. Sorry, the media didn't lie. Yeah. So they've requested all of this support to deal with this what are they calling it now? An insurrection. They're calling it an insurrection.
2: We have to be careful in terms.
1: Though. Yeah, this group they want the federal government to drop the mandates. That's it and yet this lady who is going to be playing in the background is telling canadians on the news <clears throat> that this is an insurrection unbelievable so on okay, well,
4: yeah government and the- Provincial government will get a chance to show that leadership because the city of Ottawa has made a big request today from both levels of government. Here's what they specifically asked for. 1,000 regular officers, 600 public order officers, 100 investigative officers, and 100 civilian staff. All of that backstopped by cyber investigative capacity and digital, social media, and financial, financial forensics capacity. So 1,800 people in total. Diane Deans is an Ottawa city councillor and the chair of the Ottawa Police Services Board. She joins me now from Ottawa. it's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you,
0: David.
4: Uh, I noticed your signature was on the letter from Mayor Watson today making this request for 1,800 additional officers from the superior levels of government. Why did it take 11 days to get to the point of making this request?
1: This is gold.
0: Well, you know, when this all started, I don't think any of us really anticipated where it was going to go. And, you know, there'll be time for a post-mortem later, and we can determine if we should have known. But I know as that convoy rolled across the country, um, there was no sense that these people were coming to occupy the nation's capital and Liar. had no
1: intention to
0: leave. And um, I know that uh, that first weekend, there were negotiations, and there was an expectation that they would be heading out on Sunday night. Well, we know
1: how that turned out. Also it lies. Didn't happen.
0: And that uh, they settled in and got very comfortable. They have really
2: t- we're not comfortable. There's too many lies. Though. We can't take a poop um, anywhere. Show, uh, Except for an alley. Alley and yes. throwing and
4: it at doors. We have to throw
1: it at the wall. Of how our
4: okay, have I'm going yeah, to stop, stop it. Stop so, it. so
1: this counselor is saying that they had no idea that this was going to go this way. That they had no idea that this group was going to be here in Ottawa for this long. They literally said that. Right. two weeks before they started rolling, I think we said that we were going to stay until the mandates were lifted. It was all over the news, both mainstream, legacy media, and independent media. They knew. They absolutely knew. But, the reason they didn't do this before is because they thought that with some fancy words from Prime Minister Trudeau, telling Canadians that this was a group of white supremacists and uh, violent people, and they have unacceptable views and opinions. He thought that he could discourage the movement, and turn Canada against the truckers, and then it all fizzles out. So, he hasn't bothered to do any kind of a debate, any dialogue, nothing. He's trying to use cancel culture to end this. What do we? What is it called? Protest. We'll just call it a protest. To end this. End this protest. A protest border <coughs> parties protest without porta potties it's a shitty situation crappy yeah it's bunk anyway um, that's why they didn't ask for all this help because they thought they could make it fizzle out by lying and using cancel culture tactics like they do with almost everything they don't want to talk about that is a Trudeau government uh, that's right out of the Trudeau government's playbook Um, right out of his father's playbook uh, as a matter of fact and the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. So continue that for just a moment.
0: Sexism and misogyny and um, just the most and ugly hateful behavior that one could ever expect. And um, you know, it has increased. But David, what has become Really clear to Are you me. To that? Uh, so no, all of This, is, this is not. It, it's not a target on the city of Ottawa. It's much bigger than that. It's really an insurrection. It's a. It's an attack on our democracy. It's an attack on our federal <coughs> government. It has a lot of international elements <coughs> to it. The money is flowing from the U.S. The money's flowing uh, from this is everywhere. Right out of the Trump playbook. No, and, I'll uh, stop uh, it there. Ah yes, really yes. An,
1: Okay, so now we're continuing with the they are a bunch of ists, misogynists, racists, violentists. What else? Was there more ists? Whistle stop ists. Whistle stop ists. Yes. She's doing the same thing that the left has been doing to their, those they don't agree with for decades. She's using these false flag arguments to try and paint this entire movement as let's take misogynists and um, what was the other one? Well, let's just take misogynist for instance. I don't think that the women who are walking down here in in groups like old groups of little old ladies, um, mothers with their children, uh, women of every age, race, creed, color, gender. You name gender? it. Yeah. The women They don't There's sixteen flavors. It's none of my business. Yeah. Yeah. There's women down here who are all smiles they're having a lot of fun um, there's men down here who are all smiles having a lot of fun the things that this lady is describing um, what's, what's happening here are absolute 100 percent blatant lies and the only thing actually you know what maybe it's not lies maybe she really believes that in that case that means that she hasn't been down here herself because I I haven't seen any of that I haven't seen any reports of that. I haven't seen anyone get arrested or removed for anything like that. And yet this lady is still perpetrating this stuff on the stuff on the legacy media. I wonder why they don't ask somebody like me, who's actually here, on the ground, taking pictures and videos and talking to people every day and sharing stories, why don't they ask me what's going on here? Have you reached out to them? Did no. Have you called them? <laughs> no, of course not. Okay. I wouldn't do that. I have not. They'd twist it around it. They would twist it. Maybe I don't know. It comes to a point where, as a as a media, if you're watching this going on around you, there's only so long that you can tow the line of, uh, of of promoting the government agenda and the narrative they're spinning for for what's happening here, before you have to stop, regroup, and start going with the uh, the, the status quo and the real and the truth. Because once the truth comes out and you've been reporting all this bullshit for pardon me, bullcrap for uh, three or four weeks, they're gonna look pretty darn stupid. As is is this counselor. Yes. So let's listen to a little bit more of that um, uh, hateful
4: tyrant. Looked at their web pages, listened to the interviews, or watched any of the numerous videos they posted as they roll towards a nation's capital. It
1: was so he's giving the councilwoman crap the for not knowing.
4: Begin for the long term. And I know you say you have to wait for a post-mortem, but I just don't understand how the city and the police force did not know when practically everyone who's paying attention to this knew they planned to stay here for the long term.
1: Good question.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and I think that's a question that is much better put to Chief Sloanley than... Oh, the, yeah,
1: deflecting. I mean, have, like, of she knew everything and before and up to this. I mean, but, I don't but now she has to deflect to any of
0: that uh, that perhaps the police service or ceases
4: or anyone else was getting so i mean that's probably a question better put to others than to me well back to my original question you're making this request for the 1800 reinforcements on that's Day a lot 11, of reinforcements. i know you say it's a lot of tax have gone by sunday night but that's two sundays ago right that's not last night so day four, five, six, seven. Why wasn't the request made for this sort of help on those days? Because it was very clear by mid, middle, mid last week that the Ottawa police couldn't handle this.
0: Yeah, um, I convened a meeting on Saturday. I mean, during the week, I, I have to say, like, um, the police chief does not report operations to us, and obviously you don't report your playbook to anyone else. Um, I have to say, I... I would have expected that there might that have been um, more happened to move them out midweek when the numbers were lower. On Saturday when they were um, bolstering the numbers again, I called it All a 7, of the police services board. And I did that to ask the chief basically one simple question in keeping with the mandate of the Ottawa Police Services Board, which is to provide adequate and effective policing in the city of Ottawa. And I asked him, did he have the resources that he needed to meet that mandate
1: and to put down this insurrection and his answer was no okay so
0: we'll stop it there
1: his answer will always be no that he will never have enough resources to deal with this problem and the reason for that is that this is not a problem it's not even a problem it's an issue this issue doesn't have a policing uh it's it's not a a policing solution there is no policing solution here, or at least any policing solution that would be palatable to any Canadian. I shouldn't say any Canadian. Nadine would love to see me get tasered. That is true. Crap my pants yes. on TV. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, there is no policing solution that would be palatable to the majority of um, um, loving, compassionate Canadians. So policing solutions would be basically using force to run everybody out of town and then bringing in those giant Sikorsky helicopters to start hauling trucks out and dumping them in St. Lawrence. Apart from that, maybe, just maybe, the federal government should actually talk to people. Maybe the federal government should come to the table and say, hey, um, we see that you've been doing very, very hard work to unite Canadians. You've done a better job than any government has in the past. You also seem to have a very, very strong team of doctors and scientists that are supporting your requests. So, let's have a dialogue here.
2: But that would require that they would have actually had to come to watch what's going on at the stage. And watch
1: <coughs> other
2: independent media. Yes. And I don't
1: think they have. They haven't. They're probably scared. Yeah. Um, the honking was a little bit... Intimidating. intimidating. Very intimidating. Some people loved it. Some people, it was intimidated. They were intimidated by it. However, the honking is no more. Even yes. to you sneaky fellas walking up and down the streets downtown asking people to honk their horns because you know there's an injunction against the truckers that says they can't honk their horns otherwise they can get arrested, you sneaky little devils.
2: Did you see the uh, the little old man? And I do mean little old man. He was like a troll.
1: Oh, that honked and got arrested? Yes, yes, yeah.
2: Did he get arrested? He did, did get arrested. What? he <laughs> Put handcuffs behind no, him
1: all the Yes, they did. Wow. Yeah. Yes, I did see that. Little old man, beep, beep, beep on his horn and the Ottawa City Police had to arrest him because he beeped his horn. Yeah. And he says, what the F are you talking about? Beeping your horn, is not illegal? And the OPP said, Ottawa Police says, yes, actually, Erna, no, what did he say? Tuning your horn? He said, uh-huh. actually, yes, beep, beeping your horn is illegal. And this little old man, like, four feet tall. He no, really probably not four feet. Yeah. Maybe no, like, he was, no, he was probably four feet He was really, really little. Yeah. Um, yeah. Left in handcuffs. Unbelievable. Another fella was pulled over, presumably, because he had a flag on his truck, and he had some of those uh, F Maple Leaf CK Trudeau. We still have to figure that out. No idea what they mean. Yeah. But he had some of those on his truck. He got pulled over. He was sitting there for quite some time. He said about 20 minutes. <coughs> and this lady... <coughs> starts recording saying what the heck's going on here why is this guy pulled over he didn't do anything wrong another police vehicle pulls up in front of his car his truck Mm -hmm. this is a bright green dodge you can find this on youtube i'm sure it's going to go like gangbusters anyway this police truck pulls up in front of him backs right up backs into his truck the guy tried to back up so that the truck didn't hit his truck the police truck accelerated in reverse hit his truck got out, started screaming at the guy, what are you doing? What the hell are you doing? And they ended up dragging this man to the ground, putting him in handcuffs, and arresting him. He he, he got arrested. Thank God
2: for these men.
1: Yeah, but it's all on video. Uh, The the Ottawa Police Service is talking about how there's all these charges against truckers. Well, there isn't. But you know what is happening? There's a lot of investigations into dis, uh, un, conduct unbecoming officer. Mm-hmm. And dragging somebody out of their car because you backed into them, in my humble opinion, I'm not a lawyer or an ethics professor, but doing that, I think, is conduct unbe- unbecoming of an officer. Yeah. I mean, what's next? Are we going to start, are the police going to start um, tripping old ladies trying to use the crosswalk because the light turned red while they had a few steps left? Seriously. What the hell? So anyway, the narrative continues from the police chief here and the media, mm-hmm. which makes it our job and your job to share this information with your friends and let people know that there's another side of the story. I've said that before, haven't I? You have a couple of times. Talked about the other side of the story? Yeah. yeah. And what which issues have I talked about that for? Uh, like All of them. Well, oh, we better not mention them. I might get cancelled again. Yeah. Anyway, there is another side to the story. <clears throat> And in this case, the other side of the story deals with truth. What the that councilwoman is saying, what the chief of police is saying, what Mayor Jim Watson is saying are lies. They're forcing you to fear these demonstrators so that you don't go down there and hear the message. And the message is wonderful. The message says: it's over. Don't be scared. Live your life. You love me. Yeah. we're That's trying to
2: uh, try, trying to get a live feed or some consistent feed of the, the speakers and kind of what's going on at the main stage because we're there from 11 till five every day and uh, a lot of the times they have great speakers uh, dr. Hodkinson and uh, Paul Alexander, dr. Paul Alexander mm-hmm. um, and many others and uh, and even some of the stories that we've just heard uh, being told on the stage, but I'm very often behind the stage, so I can't run out there and, and, and do that. So, we're going to try and set up a camera for that. And uh, I may do clips at the end of the day. And
4: oh, that's that a good strategy. idea. Yeah, it's
2: a really good idea. Yeah. <clears throat> you
1: might know we know as I... well
2: add more to my stuff to do. May as well. I mean, may you're not well. busy enough as no, those. No, no,
1: no. One thing I really like about Paul Alexander, Dr. Paul Alexander, is that someday that man, very likely, will be sitting in a courtroom with me. In front of a judge Mm -hmm. with Dina Hinshaw discussing the things I've said the things I've done and how I was right and they were wrong it's true I'm excited for the day that dr. Paul Alexander testifies on my behalf against Dina Hinshaw Dina Hinshaw graduated from medical school did an internship and then went right into office as a chief medical officer of health that's the entirety of her medical career med school politics boom politician paul alexander on the other hand has a resume that i mean the thing could be written like an encyclopedia was the uh, chief advisor chief medical advisor for health to the white house during the trump administration and the 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 knowledge this man has and the credentials completely blow all of those other people out of the water like those 10 doctors those 10 family doctors in edmonton that say we need to lock down harder because of this mm-hmm. those were those were family doctors who run clinical practices and they're telling world-renowned immunologists pathologists and virologists that they're wrong i'm very very excited to see how those conversations go on. So what else was on there today? Was there anything worthwhile? Well, actually, I was just going to,
2: we're going to do a segment that we call Ask Chris. And, what? Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't have anything flashy to come up, and so I was just going to scroll back through a lot of the comments. Um, Carrie, your hair is amazing. Um, I hear that a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, your beard makes you look 10 feet taller. Well, thank so, you. There's a look, no. They're about me. Oh. Comments, comments about me. Okay. Um, it's all about you. Gary. It's all about me. It's all about me. Oh, it's oh, rotate right it the device. Um, so did you talk anything? So Chris and I haven't actually seen each other in like two days. Right. Uh, that's not true. We did have beers yesterday. I was sleeping. One beer. No. Okay. I drink. Yeah, I was okay. sleeping. No. Um. So I haven't even watched any of the live videos that he's done. And I'm pretty sure he hasn't watched any of my videos because he never likes them. Yes, I do. Oh, you like? Them? Okay. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where. Uh, because of that, I'm not really sure what you've talked about. Did you talk about the jerry cans at all? I did not. No, well, then talk about the Oh, jerry wait, cans. no, I
1: did. Yes, There's I talked about, about the raid on the Coventry staging yes. area, yep. um, how police were seizing jerry cans. So, the
2: question that uh, a couple of people asked today was um, number one, is it true? And number two is. Uh, we heard that it was because they had purple gas in there, and it wasn't um, gas that they should have had in No. The... No? Okay. So no.
1: It was because... I figured you'd have your thumb on the pulse of this. So, yeah. Okay. The, I really got my finger in the pie. Yeah. So, the city of Ottawa, along with the Ottawa Police Service, have decided that they want to starve out and uh, freeze out the truckers. So, they've said that the truckers, by being here, are being mischievous. Therefore anybody who's delivering fuel to them is aiding and abetting mischief that's the charge for bringing fuel to these trucks that oftentimes have entire families in them that are peacefully protesting mm-hmm. and it is very very interesting to point out i had a couple phone calls about this yesterday and i kind of blew it off as oh you know i've heard this before blah 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 but somebody mentioned that in the geneva convention convention protesting is actually protected under international law and it's very significant because the geneva convention is one of the only things that canada actually actively participates in all the other like the ipcc and that canada kind of blows them off like yeah they're good ideas but we have our own rules so anyway the geneva convention protects protesters which in canada is very important because all we have when we're fighting against a tyrannical government or an oppressive government or uh rules that we really, really don't like is the right to protest. We don't have the right to bear arms. <clears throat> I can barely talk. Yeah, what's <clears throat> We don't have the right to a well-armed militia. We use our voice, we drink tea with our enemies, and we talk about things. In the Geneva Convention, it also states that it is illegal to interfere with anybody who is providing assistance or support to a protester that's why in the previous protests that we saw in the United States over the last few years and I'm not going to name them mm-hmm. that's why the police were unable to stop those going into those towns that were occupied by those protesters and prevent them from getting supplies and that was a big question to me is like man they're they're burning their city down like they're actually destroying businesses and and smashing windows and stealing stuff out of there And the police aren't even stopping their supply lines. What the heck's going on here? That's because under international law, their right to protest is protected. So um, I thought it was all kind of malarkey until my lawyer sent me that. And he said, we have something here. And I said, here's the ball. You run with it. Do what you got to do. So I'm very excited about that. So that's the jerry can thing. The other very cool thing about the jerry can thing is that there are a ton of people walking around Ottawa just carrying empty jerry cans? Hundreds, actually. Hundreds. Yes. Yeah. I don't know Little they,
2: kids I don't carrying know if, jerry cans. I don't know if you've seen this video. So, at the stage today, there was uh, this guy walking around. I'm going to show it anyways. If I can do this, can I do this? I can. Do this. You can do it. I can do this. I have the technology. No, I don't. <coughs> this is hilarious, actually. It should just play over and over, but maybe not. I don't know. We're going to do this anyway. What is he doing? He's, he's drinking Gatorade out of his jerry
1: Oh, kids, don't try that at home. Yeah, so um, the things they've done to the demonstrators here, be it uh, smear them in the media or take away their fuel, so they thought, uh, are all opportunities for others to further support this movement by doing things like take your jerry can to work day. And no, do not take a jerry can of gas to your workplace. Take an empty one. Yeah. Because, yes, that would just be unsafe, especially if you hate your job. Yeah. But it's very, very cool to see. Was that pretty
2: much it? No, I was going to show... Here was a, a suggestion. I just have to wait for the ad to play first. Oh, a suggestion. Yes, exactly. Sorry
1: yeah. about the ads. Um, yeah, sorry about the ads. Okay, we'll
2: do that. <laughs> if everybody walked around downtown Ottawa...
1: Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine? You know what's going to happen? What's up? The police are going to be walking by. They're going to hear that. I think it's a truck honking. Oh, and next door They're going to start dragging truckers out of their trucks and handcuffing them on the ground oh, for, beeping, for was, beeping their horns. I thought it was funny. It is. It's freaking hilarious. It's a lot of funny stuff. It is, yeah. You have to be here. Yes, you do have to be here. And if you're not here, come here. Oh, Are you, are
2: you allowed to use <clears throat> whistles instead of horns?
1: Why not? Everybody loves a good whistle stop burger. Oh, something else. So, yeah, you should be here. Why aren't you here? Get down here. Uh, you can't bring a big truck into Ottawa right now, but you can bring your vehicles. You can drive a car downtown Ottawa. You can get that's around true. just fine. None of the roads are blocked anymore. Actually, that's not true. There's a couple that are blocked, but you basically go around the block to get to the other side. So it's not really, it's hardly any kind of an inconvenience. So if you want to come down to Ottawa, um, specifically for this weekend, that's supposed to be a big bash. I heard there's something happening this weekend. Have you heard about that? <sighs> Tell us. Why would you you tell me? Because I don't know. Really... Well, actually,
2: I don't know either. We don't know much. We don't know anything. We know things like five minutes before they happen.
1: Okay, so this weekend, this Saturday, is supposed to be a great, big, huge, fun Freedom Festival in Ottawa on Parliament Hill. There's bands. There's bands. There might be dancing. There will be dancing. I can tell you that because there's been dancing every single day since we've been here. It's true. And lots of shouting and talking, which is probably why I can barely talk. Or maybe I've got. I've been screaming on the microphone too, so maybe
2: maybe I have a cold bit. Me, no, I don't think so. No, I yeah. think you're fine. I'm fine. fine. Yeah, although we have been outside for twelve hours a day. Yes, that
1: certainly does rack up on you. It but really lots is. of
2: vitamin D. <clears throat> yep,
1: every day. Yeah. So if you're not here, get here. Come down with your car. Come visit. See what's going on. Listen to the speakers. Uh, these doctors that are speaking on that stage are taking time out of their very, very busy lives to come and speak to you. And they're doing it so that you can start understanding that you don't have to be fearful. Um, you can get on with your lives. Or at least they're giving you the opportunity to do that. They're not going to tell you what to think. They're giving you the information and you decide what you do with it. Just like that little insert on the that comes with that. Medicine—they're trying to make everybody take. Does uh, it have an insert? Yes. But with all think... the uh, ins- like the adverse effects and like, what's in it and that. Yeah, kind of thing? yeah. Does it
2: have that? I don't think so. Why doesn't it have? I thought it had to have that. Uh, if there's nothing wrong with it, I don't think they're legally required to have that. I'm not sure.
1: Wow, but if there's nothing wrong with the medicine, hmm. why wouldn't they put all the information in there as to what could possibly go wrong or what's in it? <sighs> Strange times. It's like we're living in the Matrix. Only less cool anyway that's all we got I'm super tired and I think it's time to hit the hay but thank you very much for watching and like I say like I said multiple times if you don't take anything else from this but this take this share these messages not necessarily even the live itself but share the live because that's great when lots of people watch them Share the message that this is not what the media is telling you it is. If you're from Ottawa and you have friends that really truly believe that it's Armageddon down here, start sharing the light with them. Share the truth with them. And try and get them down here to see for themselves. Because there's things happening here that are going to be in the history books. This is a monumental occasion to Canada. And don't miss it out Miss out on it because you're scared. Anyway.
2: So there are a couple of questions. Okay. (laughs) Chris just wants to go to bed. He's he's tired. Uh, In the city of Ottawa, cancelling or or is the city cancelling hotel stays and refusing people to stay near the hill. So I'll take that one for a second. So from what we've heard is anyone that's actually staying here so far in, I guess I can name chains. Can I name chains? Sure. Marriott or Delta, and they use that particular system. If you've already been here for a week and you try and extend it online... For a little bit longer, you will be canceled or, or basically said that your hotel room is full. That seems to be working online. However, if you go downstairs to the front desk and you say, I'd like to keep the hotel room longer, they could say, well, your room looks like it's it's actually booked by someone else, but you can be moved to a different room. So that seems to be the way that they're getting around things. And I've heard that from
1: <clears throat> uh, quite a few people here, so so it's weird. Just to expand on that, the federal government did actually book a whole bunch of hotel rooms to be kept empty to prevent people from coming to Ottawa and getting hotel rooms. So your tax dollars are being spent very wisely here. FYI information.
2: And a lot of questions on uh, Coots and Milk River, and uh, obviously we're in Ottawa, so we don't really know, but people have been sending emails and videos and the drone footage of... uh, Milk River is is amazing. It almost is bigger than than here. I think and, it is bigger. And than the me. reason is because it's wider too. Here, uh, Wellington is what four lanes across, maybe.
0: Yeah.
2: Probably two. Is it a one way? I can't tell. No. It's two um. It, so it's two and two uh, four lanes and yeah, it's full. But they always keep one lane open for emergency vehicles. And we've said that before too. That they pretty much have to have that so that if somebody runs into a problem after shoveling all the snow. Yes. Yes. Then they need to get on get in an ambulance so they'd be easy to do. But the Coots <coughs> if you haven't seen it or just look up Coots drone or Milk River drone and you will see how wide it is and how many cars and the length of it too. So Yeah it's, it's very
1: small and minor and fringe. Yeah it's very very fringe ish. But yeah, I mean trying to do something like this in a city like Ottawa is different than doing it on, you know, a freeway. Yeah at a border crossing. There's a lot more room down there, and I'm, I'm sure they have way more vehicles.
2: And I, I don't know if we actually even touched on this, but when we got here, the the police, I'm assuming, or the city, actually took trucks and put them across the uh, the streets so that the other trucks couldn't go, up, go past them. Then they got rid of the trucks at some point in the night, and then they put, like, graders and bulldozers and all that to basically do that, to block it. And then when the snow was coming... They got rid of the graders, and what did they put up? Cement blocks. Cement blocks. So, I mean, there is uh, a bit of, I don't know what you want to call it.
1: Well, I would say that most of the trucks right now that are plugging up the downtown core could be parked in front of Parliament where they were intended to be in the first place. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which would alleviate the stress on the downtown core, but the city has chosen not to do that. Yeah. They actually have the trucks blocked in there, so they can't go anywhere. Um, I would love to pull the truck up in front of Parliament and, and raise a flag on the on the boom. That would be great. There's uh, a couple of streets,
2: Metcalf uh, for sure, up to Wellington, which is what we see in front of the stage. And maybe they've done it that way so that when they get the crowds of 7,000 people, that uh, yeah. the, the overflow of people can go down that street and actually still see the stage. I'm not sure. But there's tons of room that they could be parking trucks in.
1: There sure is. Yeah. If if there was a large protest using trucks, and did you know that none of the trucks been asked to leave yet? Has has any
2: had tickets
1: either? No, I'm not even. Not that sure. I know of.
2: No, I I haven't heard of it. one one truck that has had one parking ticket at all. And and if anything, you would
1: have a parking ticket because you're parked in a. I think I'm good. You think so? Yeah, it says special event parking. He's special, and it's an event. Oh, I think it's a special okay. event. It's very special to me. Yeah. Um, but you're you're right. I probably am not parked in a right spot, but I haven't got a parking ticket. Yeah. Nobody's asked me to leave. Not one of the truckers that I've talked to have been asked to leave. No. So we have a police service using highly aggressive brute force to cut supply lines to demonstrators and counsel people asking for 1,800 personnel that's going to be paid for by your tax dollars. That's right. And they haven't even asked the truckers to leave. Why is that? Um, oh, great. Now they're going to be watching. Tomorrow they're going to ask me to leave. Yeah. I wonder what I'll say.
2: That's okay. I, I got a thing. I get, I,
1: I, no, you're, I cleared your schedule for the next three weeks. You're good. Okay. Anyway. I, I'd much rather
2: be here. I think this is... We've had this conversation. I'm actually supposed to be elsewhere at the end of this week and, and doing some other work. But... This is more important. This is definitely more important because if things work out and we get rid of the mandates when where work. we are, when things, um, it will just be better for everything going further. So, yeah, definitely uh, this is ground zero. This is where we need to be and, uh, and, and seeing what we can do and how to be part of what we're doing. So,
1: yeah. And to that councilwoman, did you, did you catch your name? I didn't catch your name. I have a message for you. Demanding our rights and freedoms um, that we're born with and the government has acknowledged in documentation that we have is not being an insurrectionist. Don't you dare sully everything this movement is trying to do by focusing on some wingnuts who think that they have some paperwork to, to take down the government. That is not what this is about. It has never been about skirting democracy like the Trudeau government does all the time and like our, our provincial health services do all the time through crappy legislation that shouldn't even exist. This is not about skirting or, or bypassing democracy. This is about demanding democracy. This is about getting so many people across Canada to stand up that the government recognizes that this is a majority and in a free and democratic society, the majority has power,
2: mm-hmm.
1: yes, that's what it's about. Yeah. It is the most democratic thing that's happened in Canada in the last two years. And don't tell me, oh, the liberal election was a democratic process. No, no, it wasn't no. bought and paid for. Prove me wrong, change my mind. I think that's it. That's is there anything all, else? That's all we got. No, because I feel like I say I this we is need, it.
2: We need better lighting in here,
1: why? I don't want people to see my complexion. No, that's true, too. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, we'll figure out
2: on um, different different studio setup. Studio? studio? We get a studio? We get a studio. Oh. We were actually in uh, the PPC studio the other day.
1: Yeah, we did. I should have posted that picture.
2: Yeah. Maybe you st- yeah, we still can.
1: It was pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah, Maxime Bernier was nice enough to let us warm up and have coffee in his office and visit with his assistant and... Check out his uh, studio where he does his speeches from. It's pretty neat. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's it. Is there All any right. other questions? Anything, pressing? I was. What's this be- one here? This yeah. one looks big. Keep is it a up. Big question. It's the most democratic thing that has occurred in Canada. Yes. I said that. In ten years. Yeah.
2: Watch the okay. Watch com. Scroll down to the second opinion. It's five hours, but the information
1: is amazing. Five hours. I don't even have five minutes. Like. I literally I read the news while I'm having my morning yeah. alone time. Yeah. Right. So yeah, we're talking like maybe forty five minutes max. Yeah. But anyway, yes. Now I've said this is the end like eight times. So I guess it has to be So end. this will be the end now. Thank you very much and uh we'll come back at you tomorrow morning. Okay. Just kidding, it's not the end. Are oh. there any more questions? Um I actually just wanted to see how many people hung up before I actually pressed the finish button. Oh,
2: and did anybody hang up?
1: Uh, yeah, 300 three hundred and three hundred.
2: Uh, so then you're not going to get the bonus reel. Yeah. Bonus reel that says uh, uh, the hear trucks. Uh, we're hearing that trucks are heading to block the Super Bowl. What? There's a Super Bowl. There's trucks everywhere. I gotta go. I gotta go buy a truck. Where are they? At? Where's the Super Bowl? Uh, in the U.S.
1: Must be. Must be because oh. that's that's where all the trucks are. Well, and I think that's the only place they can do that kind of. Yeah, that's true, too. Interesting.
2: Where, where is the Super Bowl? I should know this. It's got to be in California. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Should we wait for people to reply on that? Nah. It's, like, interactive, if they can tell yeah, us. Yeah, let's do one more question. Okay, one more question. Um, that's... I don't know. Um, I hate dead air. you got to keep talking. About what? I don't know what don't to know. talk about. I don't know. Just... Uh, Juggle? Can you juggle? Yes. You, you can? Yeah. I'm so excited. You can to juggle? Juggle. My hands are full. I'm holding the selfie stick.
1: Always an excuse.
2: No, no one's, no one's told me where, uh, where
1: it is. Oh, no, no. Who cares? Who would be watching the Super Bowl or the Olympics right now? Is when... the Olympics even on? Yeah, there's Olympics.
2: Weird, right? Yeah. Honestly, it really is weird because we're, this is. This is what we're doing. Like, we're yeah. definitely in... Survival mode? Yeah. Freedom mode? Yeah. So we, we missed that. Super Bowl is played in Inglewood, California this year. Wow, there you go. You're right. Okay, next question. Where's Inglewood? In California. Okay, well, that I know. You know what? I can look that up. And I can look that up offline. Okay, wow. Okay. Tomorrow, I promise, we'll have actual questions. Yeah. That, and things that we can comment on.
1: Oh, and for anybody who's wondering... No, the GoFundMe being shut down did not derail this movement. No, No, the fuel situation did not impact this movement in the slightest. Trucks are still running. Gee, I wonder how. And uh, Ottawa residents are still taking time to make cards. Three people came to the truck today with cards for me that their children made for the truckers.
2: I'm, I'm upset that I can't be at the truck.
1: Handwritten pictures that they drew themselves and then another lady stopped by and gave us a thing of maple syrup. Like, there is a lot of support here.
2: Maple syrup?
1: Yes. Where is it? They said I'm not sweet enough. I left it in the truck. So so depressed. So anyway, no, nothing's changed. Nobody's going anywhere. Uh, Nobody's hateful. Nobody's threatening. Nobody's intimidating. Don't be fooled by the lies and come down here and and enjoy yourselves. Oh,
2: wait. What now? Mike B's a dink.
1: Wow.
0: Good one. They all. me. night. Come Ain't getting in our way.